0: What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, Managing Editor of Fightful.com, FightfulMMA.com, and FightfulWrestling.com. It is January 30th. We are here to talk SmackDown Live. I'm joined by Anna Bauer and Jeff Hawkins tonight. Jeff, what are you doing?
1: It's the new graphics for, uh, for the Fightful podcast. Oh, well, in done. Of, well uh, done. In honor of SmackDown
0: How was Philadelphia?
1: Oh, it was great. I had such a blast at at both shows, and just the city itself is is one of my favorites to go to. I have friends that live there, but man, the crowds live. And let's put it this way: I liked Royal Rumble so much live, I don't want to watch the television broadcast because I'm yeah. afraid it'll lower my opinion of the show. But I watched the NXT broadcast, and it heightened my opinion of the show that you, much you more. You got a good weekend of wrestling. Oh. And oh, that's yeah.
0: even that's even without the New Japan stuff because the New mm-hmm. Japan stuff was unbelievable as well. Yes. What was your, well, obviously the, the probably going to be the what was my Wallace favorite
1: thing. match. Yeah. yeah okay.
0: <laughs> so outside of that, I mean, personally I thought the men's Royal Rumble was one of the best in ring Royal Rumbles that I had seen maybe ever. I, I put it top three, top five, but uh, what did you think of the entire experience of that weekend?
1: Um, It was worth every penny I paid and I'm glad I went to a city like Philly, which is so passionate about wrestling for that weekend. I just, I, I even think the women's rumble over delivered, in my opinion, in some ways. There, there were I had some quibbles, but but overall, I mean, the men's rumble. Um, the the only thing about that is you put it on third, and then everything has to follow that. And I was
0: a little exhausted, personally. Yeah,
1: yeah, and especially um the the one thing that really died the raw tag match died a death out there, and that yeah. was really the, that was the only thing that really had low energy. And other than that, man, it was just hot crowd hot crowd hot crowd so that was a lot of fun
0: yeah i very much enjoyed both royal rumble matches i loved nxt takeover that was just it was a fun weekend to cover wrestling uh, much less to to watch it as a fan and things like that so any off air notes that should be mentioned that maybe you caught
1: mm, no but it did uh, it educated me a bit about the differences sitting in the two because di- they were two different fan bases for the most part, I'll go over that probably on Shake Them Ropes this week because Rob and I Rob and I stayed uh in an Airbnb together and uh, you know, we cuddled. But other than that, it was uh no, it was it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun there.
0: I'm also joined by Anna Bauert of EPW. Anna, hi.
2: Hi.
0: How are you? So I
2: just want to clarify last week when I said it felt like I was reviewing a kid show, that wasn't a compliment. WWE cb have <laughs> taken it as a compliment, and tonight was an episode of Sesame Street. <sighs> Kill me.
0: That made me cough. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gee, Oscar, you're a grouch. Who, who's going to be the Oscar of the SmackDown brand? Baron Corbin. It's Baron Corbin.
2: He, he tries, lives to, be. He
0: he tries totally, to be. He totally, yeah. No, it's Kevin Owens. Yeah, maybe. That that would fit. That would really fit.
2: And Elmo is his best friend there.
0: So we got this news earlier in the afternoon that they're starting this top 10 list. Did you see this, Anna?
2: I saw the ad. I didn't really hear what they were saying because I was so distracted by the freaking graphics on the the screen. So if you want to um, elaborate, that'd be great.
0: Daniel Bryan said that a list will be... uh, Curated based on the superstars of SmackDown Live who will vote on who deserves opportunities and who is like a locker room leader and yada yada yada. All this stuff. They can't vote for themselves. Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon will have nothing to do with it. Jeff, your thoughts on hearing something like this? It sounds like the type of thing that will last about a month and then they'll can it.
1: It it sounds like the kind of thing that Bill Watts did in ninety two in WCW when he brought that top ten list back. You know, because it was like the rankings and and all these things. Yeah, it's gonna get old quick because they don't necessarily care for sports like builds. There, people get injured, so they'll have to get taken off the list. Things will change. Things will happen. All of a sudden, someone will do something dumb and have to get taken off the list inexplicably for some reason. You know, it, it's I I like the idea in theory. Let's put it that way. I like the idea in theory, to be honest with you. I like the interactivity. I like fans being able to rank people, even though I think it'll probably be worked in some way. But at the same time, I don't expect them this That's to be
0: completely a- worked. It, it's superstars.
1: Yeah, I I, I, <laughs> I expect this to last about uh, three weeks.
0: Well, to be honest with you, I'm down for anything different because I think SmackDown has gotten very, very formulaic of mm-hmm. late. Like in the ring, I don't know why anybody would go watch SmackDown live in person. I passed up going there when it hit Cincinnati recently. It just I was like, What are they gonna put in the ring? I mean maybe two o five live, but even by the time that starts, I'm like two and a half hours deep into a wrestling show. <clears throat> just just not my thing. so Anna, how do you think this this top ten plays out? Apparently, that will be used to help decide who gets opportunities and things like that.
2: That's the thing. If this was legitimate and the fan votes actually count, then cool, that's – they're trying, I guess, but you can't count on them to actually do this legitimately. And then so it comes down to why don't you just try mix up your programming anyway that isn't stupid graphics on a screen?
0: It's – I'm with you. I'm with you. Guys, of course, visit Fightful.com. Tons of exclusives, forums, photos, events, all that good stuff. You know the drill. We have a Fightful alternate commentary podcast that drops this Saturday afternoon. Myself, Jeff, and Alex took a look at the Elimination Chamber match from 2003, from SummerSlam 2003. We did that uh, for the Elimination Chamber season. Jeff, people want to watch us watch Trash. I've learned that (laughs) of late. No! This this wasn't that bad. This wasn't that bad, but we did do one for the Extreme Elimination Chamber that will drop next month.
1: Let me explain something to people, because occasionally the bad match watching is funny. I I know other people like other shows that do that as well. But over time, if you continually just watch bad stuff and you just trash it, you lose your enjoyment. Occasionally you oh, want yeah. us to watch something that everybody enjoys. It goes for any of the major podcasts out there that do watches like that. Yeah, the, the, yeah, it's occasionally funny to get the god awful show and hear people get angry and, and judge question things in their life. But really, at its heart, you occasionally need the one show that everybody just loves and are excited to talk about and things they like. Positivity is much easier to listen to than negativity.
0: Yeah, we'll mix in some of it. Like, we will mix in some some great, some iconic, some garbage. The only complaint I've seen, and it's a hilarious complaint, Jeff, I've had a couple people say, you all aren't actually doing alternate commentary. You're not calling the match. And I'm like, why the hell would we do that? You want me to call a wrist lock in the middle of the elimination chamber? That's not what we're here for. We're here How much watch. does that guy How weigh, Sean Ross Ab. How much
1: does he weigh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, myself and Anna for WrestleMania season will be filming Warrior versus Hogan, and we're going to do a two-for-one where we do uh, the WrestleMania 2000 Hardcore Battle Royal and then the WrestleMania 17 match between Kane and... Big Show and Raven. I'm very excited for that one because that one was hilarious. I
1: love that match.
0: I do too. And I can't wait to cover that one. Uh, We'll have more. Of course, we did uh, Royal Rumble 1995 and Royal Rumble 2005 individual matches. So go check that out. Fightfulpods.com on our YouTube all over the place. But it's time for SmackDown Live. Shinsuke Nakamura came out to a good reaction. Cut his knee to face promo. Anna, he's got some some limitations with his English, but I mean, I think this is a very safe promo to do, and they're probably going to stick it on a shirt.
2: Oh, yeah, and I'm, I will buy that shirt. I thought he did great tonight with with this promo and then the one backstage with AJ where he just kept saying he's going to uh, win the belt at WrestleMania, and that was fantastic. I don't have any issue with what this guy is doing. I love this version of Shinsuke Nakamura.
0: Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens come out, and they say they deserve a title shot instead of Nakamura because of the inept ref at the Royal Rumble. AJ Styles appears. He disagrees and suggests that uh, they face he and Nakamura. Owens and Zayn decline but get hit anyway, and then Daniel Bryan makes the match. Then he books uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn for a top contender match next week. Jeff, is this the seeds for a real split between these two, or is it just just a tease that will end up in, like, maybe a Shawn Michaels-Triple-H European title match from late 1997 where Triple-H runs the rope six times and then pins Shawn Michaels?
1: I I think it's going to be the... um... Oh, what was I gonna say and I forgot all about it's gonna be basically almost like the Jericho Owens thing where you think they're breaking up this first time and they eventually make up because they have a common enemy in AJ Styles, I think. I think that's uh I think that's the way to go here.
0: Anna, any thoughts on this opening segment and the the, <laughs> the demeanor of Daniel Bryan backstage? Like he he it was Daniel Bryan giveth and taketh away from this duo because they both got a big opportunity, but it's against one another. Then they got put in a tag match that they didn't really want. This being after Daniel Bryan was kind of accused on air of being a KO and Zayn sympathizer for the last couple of months.
2: Well, this more confirms my theory that he is just there to shit stir until the contract is up. Um, and El Tanto has started to rub off on sweet beats. And my heart is breaking. But he did bring up the referee's decision is final. This was the problem we brought up a few weeks ago with Gable calling for instant replay. Oh, no, someone else called for instant replay against Gable and Benjamin. And knowing that that is in place and that has been set up and then this happens and then Daniel Bryan is saying the ref decision is final, even though he knows that there wasn't a tag. We all know there wasn't a tag. You can't do this. You just can't do this. There's so many holes in this; it is infuriating. And then the graphics on top of it—I hated tonight.
0: Oh they, my
1: god! They underestimated the uh, the Philly crowd, or at least they over. As when when he was going through, when Nakamura was going through the opponents he beat in the Royal Rumble, and they were expecting the cheers to build to, once they got to AJ Styles, and then he got nothing. I felt kind of bad for Nakamura at that point. I was like, that that should have been seen a mile away, that they weren't going to cheer for him, saying me to the, the face, face of the For those guys, too. Yeah. And, of course, point to the side. You
0: son of a bitch, you printed it out <laughs> just for that, huh?
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Can I get you to perform the Kid Rock song?
1: Uh, once I learn the words, yes.
0: Uh, I think he just oh, says New know. Orleans over and over again. <laughs> I would rather Sister Lucretia be the have the official theme for WrestleMania than Kid Rock.
1: I'm always here, Sean Rossap.
0: <laughs> United States title contender match: Rusev <laughs> defeated Kofi Kingston, Jinder Mahal, and Zack Ryder. I think these matches are a little more suited for Jinder Mahal. That way, he doesn't bore me to tears every time he's in the ring because. If he slows things down in a fatal four-way, it's probably going to pick back up pretty soon. I like that he and Rusev, <laughs> somebody whoever laid out this match, or those two, thought that maybe Philadelphia would remember they teamed together, but they didn't. So there was no reaction to it when they tried to get on the same page. Big E throwing pancakes at the announced team, like just terrorizing them, really. I felt kind of bad. Tom Phillips. <laughs> Tom Phillips cracked up because Zack Ryder went for that suicide knee or uh, drop kick and missed grabbing the ropes and <laughs> fell flat on his ass on the outside of the ring. And Tom Phillips was trying to call the match and couldn't. This was hilarious. Ah. Uh, Sunil Singh grabs Rusev's foot after Rusev teases that he's going to dive over the top. This leads to Aiden English pushing Sunil into the pancakes, and they all get tossed out. Anna, I've never been more upset to see all the managers or seconds get tossed out of a match.
2: It was quite upsetting. I'm grateful, though, that we got Manservant facing off against the Manservant, so that was really lovely. But we also discovered why the refs suck so much. It's because it takes them about a full minute to count four people to eject them from the arena. They are really bearing these guys. It's. I hope they get paid extra, just to make up for all this crap. Um, there were a few moments on commentary. Okay, well, first of all, Bobby Roode said the phrase "um" after I defeated Mojo Riley. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun, and then um, something to do with. Oh, yeah. Someone said all the ups and downs this man, meaning Zack Ryder, has had in his career. And then you just heard Corey Graves going mostly downs. Um, and then on top of him falling on his ass, it was not a good night for Zack Ryder. And this is a small thing, but Bobby Roode in this new incarnation of babyface on the main roster, which a lot Rude? of people. Bob Roode.
0: Bob Roode, okay.
2: Bob <laughs> Roode, yes. Brood. um brood on the main roster. A lot of people don't like this baby face version. I love him because he comes across as so genuine. And so when he says something like this is the most prestigious title to him and he's so proud to hold it and everything, I I buy it. And it brings some shine back to the title and he looks great wearing it. Having said that, though, he is against Rusev on Rusev Day and this would be a glorious rusev day celebration
0: yeah what a big day for rusev to win this match on rusev day i like Bobby Roode or bob rude much more as a baby face personally because i don't know if there's anything else i can see bobby Roode do as a heel that i haven't seen over the past decade plus him do because it's just a very i, I feel like it's a very short shelf life for a lot of what bobby rude does because it's never that different Although, like I said, on in that pre-show match at the Rumble, he busted out everything he could to try to make that that Mojo Rawley match good, but it was always going to be an uphill battle. There is a breakdown in this match that leads to a accolade attempt, but Gender drops stops it and hits uh, a nice knee on Rusev. Then Rusev helps hit a pop up Rough Rider on Gender. Then Kofi is rolled into the accolade and Rusev wins. Jeff. Next week, apparently, Rusev, Bobby Roode, unless they change it and move it, they probably will. That's what they do.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going to hit on a couple of things here. I, I found Rusev's actions in this match a little confusing at times because I don't think, and I don't even think they know whether or not he's he's a face or a heel.
0: They should know that he's a face because he should be a face.
1: But he was acting like a heel. He was teaming with Gender until Gender turned on him again. Um, they wanted I mean, to be a heel. He, he pinned the biggest baby face in the match, in Co- or he beat the biggest baby face in the match in Kofi. Um, so that's interesting. But I also think there's a chance they put the belt on him next week.
0: Yeah, I would hope. I thought,
1: I thought, but I thought Bobby Roode was dreadful on commentary. I'm sorry, I disagreed with with everything you guys were saying. I thought he sounded horribly generic. Oh, I it, like him.
0: A, as a babyface, it doesn't mean I like him on commentary. He's
1: right. I oh, like the one line. The, the, the lines, okay, the lines he was getting is like, well, how do you feel about Jinder Mahal? And he was like, Jinder Mahal's a former champion. He's a very tough competitor. He, you know, it, it, it sounded so <clears throat> fed to him as opposed to how he really feels about gender, which is kind of what would give a little bit of personality to Rude right now, which I think is something he's lacking. He is technically very very sound but but there's there's something missing in the personality department that I'm just not getting from him. I like him a lot too. I think he's very solid. I thought that match at Royal Rumble exceeded my expectations. Yeah. I just I just didn't understand a lot of the choices he was I mean it sounded like he was, he was supposed to go out there and say kind of the blandest thing about all the competitive wrestlers very tough. Okay, great. You know, it, it it's There was something missing in Ru's involvement in the commentary other than to be out there to show the belt to Rusev after the match.
2: I think that's the thing with his character right now is there are moments where it comes out. Like when he first debuted, I think, on the main roster and he was up on the turnbuckle being like, I'm glorious, this is glorious. And it was that over-the-topness of this ingenuity that worked. But anything less than that does come across as kind of bland and the writing doesn't help either. So yeah, Mm I get where you're coming from.
0: Up next, the Usos have a teaser that they'll be appearing in a promo, and we get these friggin' graphics. Mother of God, a couple of weeks after an Uso is arrested. Did you Jeff at what point did you start?
1: (laughs) Uh, Around uh Around uh, 6.30.
0: <laughs> you rushed. You rushed for this. Every time they say lockdown, a cell door slams in a graphic. I wonder if those in Philadelphia heard these.
2: I think they did because the Usos looked distracted after the first one. Like, like they, they were, were trying to stifle them? a laugh as well. I think it was on so the Titan front.
0: Oh, my God. I am surprised they have not done an Uso penitentiary match yet. They will they will do it in a cage. They They are interrupted by the bludgeon brothers who then kill a couple of guys. Rowan holds one up forever. And his facial expression while he's being held up is just bug eyed. (laughs) Doesn't blink. Uh, They hit one jobber with a move called the reckoning. And then they hit the double crucifix on the other Jeff, the bludgeon brothers next in line. What do you think?
1: Um, I <laughs> let's hit a few things here. Um I, I like that. It's a feud. It's a feud over the word best brothers in the WWE though. I think that's going to be. Eh, okay, fine. But I, I'll, I'll take this match. I like big guys versus technical guys any, any day of the week. And especially aerial technical guys versus big guys is, is a fun match to watch. I loved this squash match. I thought it was hilarious with <laughs> you're going to be forced to tag right now. Okay. fine, And they're just killing the dudes. Um, about the USO stuff, I liked that first promo. It reminded me a lot of, say, like the Gangsters circa '95 mm-hmm. or so when they're just shooting things in like stairwells for you know the Pulp Fiction segments for ACW TV each week. I, I liked kind of that that uh, au revoir, if you will. Um, the the in ring um promo, once you got past the dumb graphics, was really. Really good, I thought. I I really liked there. There was a certain point where they were getting into their own passion, almost preaching on a Sunday morning to a point. And there was a little moment of truth there where uh I believe it was Jimmy who got the uh, DUI. Correct, where he's like, "My problems, I got you, Ooze." I thought that was a nice little, yeah. nice little realistic touch. I really do. My problems are your problems. I got you. I liked that. I really did. And I thought, you know, if you could get past. This God, it was yep. <laughs> it was it I was didn't. it was a it was pre, it was a pretty good promo, and that took away from it. And they should not be doing things to take away from things that are connecting with the audience because the audience wasn't into this promo at first. And then, as they got more and more passionate, they got behind it and really dug it.
2: I was so, so into this promo straight up, and then the freaking graphic came up, <laughs> and I couldn't I, I missed everything else they said except for that one line about the struggles that they share. And I was like, "Yeah, you share them with all of us." It's the freaking graphics. It's so
1: it's
0: like <laughs> they They're don't cheesy.
2: They don't trust the talent to do their freaking job, and they do shit like this. I'm yep. so like, this is what makes me embarrassed to be like, "Yeah, I I cover SmackDown. Um, don't watch it though because it's kind of like Sesame Street at this at the moment."
0: Well, I tell you what, um, if these matches are anything like Money in the Bank 2014 or Battleground 2014. Uh, where these guys wrestled and I thought did a great job. I'm I'm going to enjoy the feud. We have breaking 205 Live news. Tell me who it is. Rockstar Spud
1: <laughs> is the
0: GM under the name uh, Drake Maverick. There will be a 16-man single elimination tournament for the Cruiserweight title. It will culminate at WrestleMania. Cool. So, oh, I mean, it's the, Cruiser, it's the Cruiserweight Classic Part 2. That's what it is.
1: You know, between Rockstar Spud and uh, Jeremy Borash, um, a couple of pretty good hires there, I think.
0: I just want to say, WWE picked Impact Wrestling clean, mm-hmm. like <laughs> just picked them EC3, clean. Rude, <laughs> like <laughs> Bobby Lashley. They they showed up after the apocalypse and just just went through their food pantry and took everything that was good. Like that's just what happened. My God, my God! Chelsea Green's going to be next, I would mm-hmm. imagine. Like if she doesn't get signed, I would be very, very shocked. But I mean, getting Jeremy Borash—that's something we haven't talked about. Uh, that could be integral for the Matt Hardy and uh, uh, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt stuff if they allow him to help creatively because he was a major part of that stuff. So uh, I hope that that works out and. I'm glad that they're done with the staying away from people from Impact and TNA because there are some really, really great people that have have been in that company.
1: You could put him anywhere, really, as a broadcaster, as a behind-the-scenes guy, um, and he could replace almost anybody on that roster. His his versatility
0: is a big reason he lasted 16 years there Mm -hmm. after being in WCW. I mean, I remember when WWE made the one-night stand, or not the one-night stand, the rise and fall of ECW, and he made... Almost like, not a companion piece, but everybody who wasn't in that was in his documentary, Forever yeah. Hardcore. Mm-hmm. That's where I was really introduced to the almost hilarious, psychopathic nature of New Jack. Because I quoted New Jack from that about, like, for two or three years. There was some great stuff there. Definitely check that out if you all haven't, guys. Uh, Forever Hardcore. It was a good, good fun documentary. Up next... I, I want to know, Anna, what do you think of these phone promos? Personally, I think they're kind of weird, but they're, they're almost less awkward than having Baron Corbin sit there and say how do I feel while <laughs> Renee Young in her Beetlejuice jacket stares off towards like South Carolina or something.
2: Wishing she was somewhere else.
1: Yeah.
0: Um,
2: be selective with them. There are some people that it works for. Having Daniel Bryan do it is just odd. And then having the graphics on top of that.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's like, like I mentioned on Twitter, like last night, Kurt was like, hey, do you mind not murdering people, Braun? And Braun's like, no, go to hell. I'll do what I want. (laughs) But then Kurt's like, hey, can you and Alexa go cut a sweet promo about the Mixed Match Challenge? Yeah, sure, I guess. Why not? (laughs) Okay.
2: Mixed Match Challenge stuff, it works. Because yeah. this whole thing was you know, supposed to be just on Facebook, light, or Facebook anyway. But then to have it on SmackDown continuously, this is what, like I said, this is what indie companies do to save money. You guys, you're WWE, you're about to implement like VR into your filming, and God help us all with the Zooms <laughs> and that. Like, you have the money.
0: Backstage, Ty Dillinger isn't happy about being knocked out of the Royal Rumble match, and Baron Corbin isn't happy about anything. Ty Dillinger burns in with the Money in the Brave Money in the Bank briefcase reference. They are booked in a match for later. I've noticed if if you give like, hey, who do you want in a tag team match and you're gonna win? It's gonna be AJ Styles because every time he's booked in one of these, he shows up backstage talking game plan with his partner. Like every time. Hey, we're gonna talk a game plan. Okay, Nakamura trolls AJ. Jeff, what did you or uh, what did you think of this? Because, like, like I said before, Nakamura's got the English limitations, but they they keep a sense of cleverness about him. Like
1: he gets the left line, he gets the punch line, which is perfect, and that's all he needs is the, is the short one. AJ Styles can play the straight man to him every time. I do not want. AJ Styles and Nakamura to have one of these tension type of angles going in. We have the dream match. We've bought in. We don't need the underlying story of there's issues between the two of them. We have that. I mean, we have the match that we need right now. Uh, Baron Corbin on the iron. Let's go, let's go back to that real quick. Um, he was bad in that promo, but Sh- Shane McMahon needs to do something. To be intimidated by Baron Corbin, because as much as Baron Corbin wasn't exactly great, he wasn't great also in part because of Shane McMahon just really just watching him and not taking him seriously and almost kind of mugging while he was talking. I, I don't know right? why
0: Shane should be. What has what Baron Corbin accomplished within the storyline?
1: No, that's true, but I mean, you know what? If if Baron Corbin hit him, that'd be nice. I mean, Shane
0: McMahon goes toe to toe (laughs) with the Undertaker and European Champion and Hardcore Champion. Yeah, at this point, within storyline, Shane McMahon is more believable as a as a tough guy. As a tough guy than Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin gets beat by Jinder Mahal in three seconds after Jinder's had his ass kicked. Yeah. So like, what is Baron Corbin? Baron Corbin's a finish, in my opinion. That's it.
1: Baron he Corbin's had a, a finish. Oh, okay, go ahead.
0: If he, had a, if he had a different finish, I think they might move on from him. He's got that really great protected finish, and that's it. By the way, Ty Dillinger super kicked Baron Corbin out of the gate. Corbin took control, got kicked again, hit into days. That was that. I thought maybe they would go somewhere and be like, okay, Ty, you were pulled out of the Royal Rumble, but if you win tonight, we'll slide you into next week's match.
1: Yeah, they like forgot all about. That but I can't believe they forgot all about that. Two not two days later, that that oh yeah, he got jumped. Well, he mentioned yeah. it. Yeah, but.
0: But if I were Baron Cor- or Ty Dillinger, I'd be like, uh, "Hey, bro, give me my opportunity at the guys that jumped me. How about that? That would be neat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It would make a little bit of sense." Anything to add to Baron Corbin, Ty Dillinger, Anna?
2: Well, that was my issue aside from Shane in general in that um, backstage promo. It's, you know, Dillinger has a legitimate qualm with this and then Corbin comes in with his memory of being angry but can't remember exactly what about, but he's still going to be angry anyway. And then Shane's resolution is, okay, you guys can face each other for absolutely nothing, but it's a match. And they, I think they tried to cover themselves a little bit on commentary with... Dillinger isn't the type of person to just go in and take it, which is part of his problem and he's always waiting and maybe that's, you know, holding him back. But the biggest, I mean, he lost and there goes any kind of storyline or momentum there. Who knows? I don't think they're going to bring it up again because they've got this other angle with Sammy and KO at the moment. And once again, he's just kind of there and lost. And it truly, truly sucks. They aren't. He's a placeholder, pretty much. On a side note, he looks really strange with his hair out. Maybe it's because I've never seen it before. But all of a sudden, he was magically transformed into, like, early 2000s emo rock band. (laughs) So that could be a gimmick, I'm just saying.
1: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
0: Now OVE does that on uh, Impact Wrestling already. It hasn't went over well. Uh, no what else we got here? Failed cash-in. This was I, I, This was kind of a fun segment. Charlotte comes out and says that she wishes she was in the Rumble so she could outlast everyone from the number three spot like her dad did. I really thought that Charlotte should have echoed the sentiment that a lot of the girls on the roster are working, trying to work an angle with Rousey, that Rousey took the spotlight away because you're going to get that type of reaction no matter what. So you might as well play off of that. Instead of not playing off of either side, and not getting any type of passion out of it. Maybe that's just me. Also, I think they need to change the riot squad's theme because it sounds way too much like Ronda Rousey's. And uh, I had multiple people on there on uh, Twitter saying, "Yeah, I thought Ronda Rousey was coming out." And two nights after she was in Philadelphia, it's a little too similar to me. Jeff, am I alone in that?
1: Um a bit i think it's a little too upbeat for heel mu- music it's kind of like sam the Sami Zayn problem uh well sam
0: can sarcastically dance he hits. can do
1: it i think they should have slowed down his theme for the for the heel run um i would
0: love for him to slowly uh, sarcastically dance that's for damn sure
1: yeah uh i did not care for charlotte's promo here again there was no emo- there's no real connection to her and the words it's their words they're there last night in the Royal I'm going to explain things and things and things and things and then even slowly. Like, and even, you know, I, I there was a there's a part of Ruby's again, Ruby rises a little bit above the material in some ways, but it was still a you know, I've seen girls like you everywhere I've been, you know. I that okay, great. Explain. More. Take the extra step. How do you feel about that? Then it becomes a promo where you have a personal connection to it as opposed to just I'm saying exposition. I'm saying exposition to let's fight. You know, it's 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 one of those things that it's gonna be happening a lot here. So it's gonna be a very common complaint of mine on the road to WrestleMania. <laughs>
0: um as I mentioned on Twitter, I think Ruby Riot is about as good at delivering really shitty dialogue yes. from these promo as you can get i mean i think she's she's really a natural at it charlotte fights off the riot squad but gets jumped again ruby lands a nice kick uh i like lives like corner curb stomp deal that's that's kind of cool but hot damn those sarah logan cartwheel knees are goofy just goofy charlotte has no friends apparently maybe becky's getting ready for her match later so that that, that could be an explanation. Carmella comes out to cash in money in the bank, Anna, but accidentally kicks the ref. what do you think of this?
2: That was Sasha-esque head bump. Ah. Uh, <laughs> before we get to that. Yeah. It's a case of them scripting these girls too tightly and like give them bullet points and then say, okay. And you can elaborate Charlotte, especially she knows how to do this job. And then instead we get this. I'm pissed off about how they have presented they they said the line on commentary, but the thing that everyone's talking about, or the thing that really matters, is what happened after the rumble oh. and Rousey. I'm like, oh piss off. <laughs> they should all be pissed off. That was a Charlotte line. should be pissed off. She should be talking about this. I don't care for the Riot Squad. I think it's the writing of them. They're doing their best. Sarah Logan it needs promo um, character there was classes. was no or reason so. the
0: iconic duo shouldn't be up in places. Yeah.
2: None! We didn't perfect. even get an Inception style face off in the Rumble. I mean, we couldn't because of Paige, but. It's well, just, I mean, what is going
0: on? We could have on? at least got the Inception style face off between the iconic duo and the Bella Twins. Like, <sighs> it could have been that, and it would have been better. Like there was all this talk a few months ago. Are they connected to absolution? No, it really <laughs> was. It's, they got lazy. They got lazy as shit. And that's that, why like- I was
2: so surprised that the rumble was actually good because yeah. this is what we deal with on a weekly basis. As for Carmela. Um, I love that so much. She has a scream on her. It's like excited goat screaming on YouTube. It's just absolutely amazing. And then just the casualness as she was walking away when she knew that she screwed up, like, no, not today. No. And I'm looking forward to Charlotte killing her.
0: Having that briefcase is such a double-edged sword because it means that they think they they like you. They like you and they may have a plan for you eventually, but immediately following that, don't expect anything. If you're going to hold that for any length of time, don't expect any semblance of a real program or any creativity until that happens because they almost want people to forget that that person has the briefcase until it's convenient in time for them to come on TV and say, I miss money in the bank. Hot dog. Here I am. Uh, She's done a
2: great job at it
0: though. I would love love to see her on my TV every week. I would love to see her and James Ellsworth doing something. But we, we don't, we barely get Carmela. We don't get Ellsworth anymore.
1: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know, but I love Money in the Bank teases. I love those. I think they're great. Jeff, uh, your thoughts on the the oh, not? I, match. I can't.
1: I can't gush enough about this. I thought this was <laughs> clever as hell. I look, but look, Carmella getting whacked with the briefcase was a highlight of the Women's Rumble. As is, um, Carmella is the female Larry Zabisco in so many ways. <laughs> I just, uh, just this, are you kidding me? You know, all that stuff. Um, just constantly. She has more moves though. <laughs> and she stalls just a little bit less. Yeah. Um, I liked, here, here's why I really liked the segment. It plays into the continuity question that we've had for years on Money in the Bank, where they've kind of changed the rules over time. And now the uh, the opponent has to be on their feet in order to start this match. And it played into that a lot with Carmella kind of kicking Charlotte to see if she was up with Danilo kind of, you know, stalling to get everything ready. And and he took a hell of a bump here. I, I really liked Danilo yeah, he did. a lot as a referee. And he he's so good with the women and just, and just bring it. Having Carmella accidentally drop kick him to cause it. This was just a great segment. Anybody criticizing this can shut up, quite frankly. <laughs>
0: God. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Training day defeated Brizongo. Backstage, we see a brief return to the fashion files where Gable and Benjamin challenge Brizongo. Ascension are still Brizongo's best friends. Cool. I like Gable's rolling kick a lot. Like I just love that thing. He just like you can see it coming from a mile away, but every time I'm ready for it. Gable and Fandango take a sick bump over the top rope to the outside. Like that was really high velocity. Benjamin reverses a hurricane rana into their finish for the win. Jeff, your thoughts on the the probably one week Brizongo Gable Benjamin storyline.
1: Bump like mad. I really enjoyed the match. Um I thought the promo wasn't good. Um for the reason that they they put in the Chad Gable comedy halfway in and I think I think those two should be angry. That they got swept to nothing, especially after hearing the Usos talk about it on TV earlier that night. They should be coming in pissed as hell. And you know what? And not doing any comedy and just going, look, we're going to go in the we're going to go in that room. We're going to kick your ass. Shelton
0: should that, always that's what be I angry. Wanted. He's old, old, exactly. angry. Shelton <laughs> would be the best Shelton.
1: I'm gonna kick young butt in that ring. Yeah, no. And he I, uh, should be angry but, but, when
0: Chad Gable isn't angry. He should be coaching Chad Gable to be as mm-hmm. pissed off as possible all the time.
1: Yeah, and somebody laughed at that line a couple weeks ago when it was funny, and yeah. now they want him to do it every week. And I don't want I didn't want that in this promo. I think I think they should have just come off with a little bit more of an edge here. But uh the match itself I thought was was a lot of fun. I think Briz is a vastly underrated team in terms of uh in ring. Yeah, they um, are chemistry. So,
0: Anna, how'd you feel about Training Day versus Brizongo?
2: The douches versus Brizongo. Um, I was just happy we got oh, Brizongo back. A little
1: much. In
2: the ring. I've been calling them that every single week since they debuted as a tag know. team.
1: No, she has. You
2: don't pay attention. Um, I do. I know that's why you're made. Is
0: Gronskowski gonna win the Super Bowl this weekend, Anna? <laughs>
2: <laughs> is, is he on the team with the Brady? Yeah. Oh, okay. then no.
0: Oh, hey. Bold prediction from Anna Bauer going with the Eagles.
2: I'm an international heel. I have to.
0: No, no, you'd be probably be a baby face by picking the Eagles. They've got a backup quarterback they're running with. I don't know. It's hard to root from any team from Philly, though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, yeah, this match, um, kudos to Victor for, for making side viewing of a TV work with the casual lean-up on the wall. That's the first time I've seen it actually work. Um, and, I don't know, it was a good way of getting the douches over its heels because if they break Breezango's face, then they are the worst people in the history of the world. So, uh,
0: Just a heads-up, guys, tonight the uh, there are – Opening round matches for that tournament. It is Cedric Alexander and Greb Metalik, and then TJP versus Tyler Bate. So Ooh. that is fantastic. Uh, contrary <sighs> to popular belief, WWE does care about 205 Live. It's, everybody's seen it as like some sort of death situation. Like, oh man, that's horrible getting put on 205 Live. If all the people they had put on 205 Live, Gave as much of a shit about it as WWE did by putting them on it, you'd have a pretty crazy roster. You'd have Austin Aries, you'd have Neville, you'd have Enzo Amore, you'd have Rich Swan, but none of those guys are around right now. And you get what you there get. And hey, Bate? if if that brings up Tyler Bate and puts him in this tournament, maybe it could be fun.
2: But does that mean that they're breaking up British Strong Style and Mustache Mountain? Because i I not. I, so th- I think
1: they're ju- I think they're just giving him away from the UK guys to kind of give him a little bit of shine right now. I mean, the, the, I'll, I'll put it to you this way: the, the the bait Roddy Strong match that airs tomorrow from NXT Takeover is fantastic. Mm, I
2: can't wait for
0: that. Up next, Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles defeated Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Zayn seemed like he was getting upset early by Owens yelling at him. He got upset about Nakamura taunting him too, which I thought was very funny. Zayn walks out on Owens, but is still on the ramp after the break. Uh, i got to say, from an in-ring perspective, Zayn and Owens are so good at taking AJ Styles' clothesline. I've mentioned this a few times, but they make him look like a million bucks when they do that. KO is saved on a pin attempt uh, from Styles after Zayn, I guess, runs the length of the ramp after he sees a reverse powerbomb and breaks it up. Then they start tagging each other in and out by chopping each other, like, and they get pissy about it. After catching KO and Zayn arguing, Styles gets clotheslined like in the next month by Owens, and then Zayn takes another walk. Owens does well for himself shortly, but Nakamura lights him up. Kinshasa wins it. This is very much a storytelling match, more than like an in-ring exhibition. Zane backstage says that he and KO are still friends, but this is about opportunity, and I thought he cut a really good promo saying that Owens has had his chances before, which is funny because when Owens was originally pissed off at Sami Zayn, it's because Sami Zayn got opportunities before he did. Now the shoe's on the other foot, and I think this could make for some really, really good storytelling and promos, depending on the way they go about it. Anna, what do you think of the match and the story that, that it kind of birthed?
2: I thought they all told the story really well. Um, my only concern is this is leading up to this year's WrestleMania match between the two best friends again. And I think given the history between these two and the capability of both of them to milk this out, this needs a lot more length. This needs a lot more time. I I don't want them to waste this so early. Um, that promo from Sammy afterwards was just, just awesome. Um, they bring out the, you know, they bring out the best to each other. They've been there from the beginning and uh just don't
1: ruin this pretty much.
0: Where do you think each man goes at, or, or sorry, Jeff, go ahead.
1: No, I, I'm, I'm playing against the optimal angle in my head, unfortunately with the Zane Owen stuff in which Zane, far more meticulously becomes more evil than Kevin Owens ever could have imagined and reverses the Jericho Owens paradigm on, on Owens this time. Um, I still think this is a false flag. I think next week they try and do something clever. Like they both beat each other at the same time. So they're both winners so that they then get the match against AJ Styles. And then maybe, Shane goes, yeah, but you both lost. So you're done. So you need to, you know, do something else. I'm still thinking that there's a slow burn in here. I don't think that this is the end of it. I hope it's not because otherwise it was very, very rushed. In my opinion, I agree with Anna. This should be almost a year and a half, two year storyline, in my opinion, where Sammy is becoming more and more evil and eventually becomes, you know, the student becomes the master type of thing. But I think they're going to they're going to continue these types of story matches where they kind of uh, uh I wouldn't say bait and switch but uh you you're not getting what you're getting advertised let's put it that way.
0: Jeff, where do you see each man ending up at WrestleMania? Is it them head to head?
1: No, I think they're going to be putting some kind of multi-man match.
0: Well, that will help it whatever multi-man match they have. Um also, I wanted to talk a little bit of Royal Rumble because you weren't here to talk about it the other night. Okay. Ray Mysterio, hot dog, man. That's the best shape I've seen him in since WCW. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: Agreed. Um, And I'm not the biggest D- Ray and WWE fan, but I thought he looked great. I thought everybody they brought back, for the most part, either looked great or played their part well. That's all they needed to do. And that's all, I mean, you don't need to do too much. Um you know, <laughs> Kelly, Kelly almost decapitated herself. But other than that, it was, funny. um, I was, I'm more interested in, in, uh, in, uh, what the future will be. If you get to talk to the hurricane about, uh, his so, involvement.
0: Everybody asked me if I knew, and I had no idea. In fact, I had talked to, I was talking to him on Friday about Nathan Jones and his entering ability. No <laughs> indication, none.
1: I don't know if this made TV, but when he exited, just as he, walked away just doing the pose about every five steps yeah. <laughs> and always getting getting the guys to mark out for him what was phenomenal i thought i thought i thought he played i thought he was perfect here too um the one connection i want i want molly holly to come out in her outfit as I well.
0: w- that's what i sent him a message and i was like you gotta film something with molly holly like <laughs> why wouldn't you have filmed something with mighty molly that makes and people- how
1: how fantastic was she in the women's rumble
0: Outside of the, there were a couple spots. Me me and Anna went at it a little bit. The
1: somersault off the top at her age, though. Come on, man.
0: Yes, that was a crazy finish back then. It's a crazy finish now. And, like, like nobody does that. Nobody does that move. But uh, I would love to see a, I would love to see Beth Phoenix, Molly Holly, Trish Stratus, Somebody else, if you're going to do a women's like, eight-man tag, something like that, bring those girls back. Because Trish yeah. looked great. Beth looked great. Um, I'm glad that Sasha's knees survived the Molly go round because that was a little bit scary. But how about Molly kayfabing the net? Did you see <laughs> that,
1: Jeff? No, I didn't. What happened?
0: Oh, my God. So there was – she did an interview last week. And the interviewer said, well, there are rumors that you're you're going to be in the Royal Rumble. And she said – okay, so here's the story. I heard that and didn't know. And I called them and said, am I in this? And they said, no, sorry. And it was really embarrassing.
1: She's earnest. And, that, that's, what, and that's how she can get away with it. It, it. it comes out on the table. Have you ever watched the table for three with her ivory? And I think it's Alundra Blaze. Yes. Where, where, or Medusa, where Medusa is just three sheets of the wind, I think, during that thing yeah. because she is just saying cool. anything. Molly Holly. got on the pre show. Uh, Molly Holly comes off so, so, um, look, I'm just living a very simple life on a farm <laughs> type, type of, type of thing. I mean, it, it, and it works for her, and you believe her when, so she can lie to you with impunity. Yes. Oh, she took 20 years of goodwill and honesty just for this one thing, and it paid oh, off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it uh, oh, yeah. Oh, go it. ahead and throw that radio in the bathtub. You won't get hurt, you know, whatever, you know, She'll, <laughs> she could do that kind of thing, and you'd believe her at the time.
0: Always loved Molly Holly. Uh, she was one of my personal favorites. But one of the things I liked the most was Beth Phoenix in there with Nia Jax because the look on her face was like, "Ooh, motherfucker! I've been waiting for this for so long. <laughs> I've been waiting for people who can take this shit from me, and you're going to be that person tonight." That's what it felt I, like.
2: I so hope a- she comes back. I do. She yeah, just incredible.
0: And I thought Michelle just thirty-seven.
1: I... She's younger than Tamina. Yeah. Kelly Kelly's 30. She's the same age as Becky Lynch. That's which is crazy, 40. isn't it? <laughs> My God. That's nuts. Although you can't put gold dust at 29 in the men's rumble. I'm sorry. It's just such anti anticlimax.
0: That's rough. That's rough. Uh, I was bummed about Alicia Fox getting pulled as well. The longest tenured member of that roster. Yeah. Hurt her tailbone that weekend in rehearsals. That is heartbreaking, man. That, that sucks. sucks.
1: I was a little surprised because I I was I had heard at least through Meltzer that you know it was going to be like nine NXT girls and and a few legends and kind of turned out to be kind of a love letter to the legends which I thought they did a great job mm-hmm. with uh, in and every Tori Wilson doesn't age which is fascinating um you know and it was fine I I, I mean I do have a minor complaint that I don't think they did the NXT talent a service on either rumble in a way. And, and you know, there was that, there was that, there was that theory going around about the political hit theory about NXT and mm-hmm. the main yeah. roster a while ago. If you watched both these rumbles and you took away certain things, could you could make a case for it? I think.
0: Well, I, I thought almost looked great. I thought almost yeah. did great. I thought Adam Cole got a good reaction. Also, a good reaction. I want to see Randy Orton work some NXT people based on the way that he, <laughs> what he did with Cole and uh, Andrade Almas in the women's rumble. Mm. I thought now Ember Moon came in and looked awesome. Like, yeah, no, those punches. Was, she threw some great punches. I thought Asuka practically no selling her exhilarating finishing move and then just tossing her out two seconds later was odd. Made her,
1: made her look like a geek quite frankly, because especially with the history between those two, I mean, I liked the, she points to the, 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 the bandage thing. I thought that was a, cause Asuka has that kind of cool pantomime that she does with other people. The other thing, I mean, Dana Brooke eliminated Mm. the woman you had in a month long tournament for women. Dana Brooke kicks her out of the ring.
0: Go back to the minor leagues, kid.
1: Exactly. And that, that, that yeah,
0: irked funny. me a bit. I could tell you wanted to speak up.
1: That one was the
2: only one that I did take issue right. with. And to be honest, when we did the um, podcast after the show, I forgot that Kyrie Sane was even in it, um, which says a lot. The Ember Moon thing, I said it last time, Oscar probably should have sold it a little bit more, but she had the arm as out. She didn't get full grip, whatever. Um, I think the only danger is if people hadn't watched nxt the night before then they wouldn't understand exactly how big a deal this was for and that people to even be in the ring exactly. after going through
1: that. no and there was and there was some conf- i mean look because again they were two different crowds um there are a lot more casuals in this rumble crowd and there were a lot of people who didn't know who Kyrie sane was i was sitting next to a family who had no clue who she was so yeah I, I i I agree there I will uh, let's I'll end it on a positive note. I thought both Sasha and Becky I bet that they went and said we want to take moves from these legends that we looked up to and yeah. we'd see it as a thing of honor because they made a couple of those women even as as not as crisp as they once were, look like rock stars. You know, That's from- that's what me me McCool. and Andy got into it
0: a little bit, and I got some criticism because I called out Michelle McCool stumbled a lot. Yeah, Molly Holly. But see, live, I thought she her finish like the. You know, I'm I I love the finish, but she landed a little low on Sasha. Thought that was kind of scary, but it, everything ended up okay. Lita's Tori, moonsault. Salt. <laughs> Tori was rough. Lita almost killed herself and two other people on that, and I had people pointing out like Sasha's kicks in the corner, and I was like, yeah, those. Those were bad, but that was three seconds out of 55 minutes for her. Like, that 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 will happen, and, you know, I didn't see that. That was something that somebody kind of zoomed in on. That was my qualm was some of the legends that came in, like, they had the weekend to prepare, and there was a ring set up for them to do that in, and it didn't look good. But there were plenty, Trish Stratus, Beth Phoenix, uh, that, like, they didn't miss a beat. Like, they were as good as they've, they've ever been. I, well, had a guy I think it that was also mad depends on what they,
1: what, they, what they did, because you you have a weekend, but you've also not used it daily for six years, and yeah. it kind of atrophies. Well, that was exactly well,
2: my point. They probably did step in the w- ring over the weekend, but these women have been out of the industry for years. You situate your positives and
0: hide your negatives. That's yeah. I mean, if Lana can go in there and not look bad, there's no reason these women can't. And There was a dude who was but mad overall, at me that I didn't It was a different Lana. thing, though. There's a, there's a dude who was mad that I didn't trash Lana. And I was like, she didn't do anything wrong. She looked good. She stuck to what she could do. And she got eliminated. He was like, well, they didn't trust her to do anything. And I'm like, they didn't trust Joy Giovanni to do anything too. She wasn't even in town. I can't trash her. Like she didn't do anything. It's a different
2: argument though with the, with the legends returning and doing, they did the moves that they did back in the day that that was their thing. And that was what they kind of wanted to get in and do. They probably did practice it. But like I said, if you've been out for that many years, it's hard to just come in and pull that out of the bag. And it's a different environment as well. If, if you're training, as opposed to having however many other people in a ring in front of thousands and thousands of people, plus thousands or millions of people around the world watching you, it's just I mean, I am aware I dealt with ring rust experience. myself, but
0: I mean, you do Take you accentuate, and... you try to hide your weaknesses there. You yeah, you do your best but, and just, yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. It's a different setup though. They weren't there to to necessarily wrestle for a title. They were there to be like, okay, this is my thing. This is what I used to do. Now I'm getting sure. the opportunity to do this in this setting.
0: Sure, and I think that's fine. But I mean, like people were upset that I brought up that they messed up spots. I mean, it's. It's, it's a show where we review wrestling matches. I, I my understand. issue wasn't
2: with that. My issue is just with when you presented it at the beginning is, you know, it's the same as the men's rumble. I just wanted to clarify. I, I, I didn't jump in because you equality. were.
0: Conditional equality is absolute horseshit in my opinion. They're billing this as the main event of a pay-per-view, one of the biggest four of the year. One of the biggest three, really. This is This was the main event of the show. So I'm gonna judge it like I would anything. Like that's that's
2: just mm, how it is. Had I this mean, argument, this... though, but it isn't. It wasn't that because the legends that came back were not competing for the title. They came back as a celebration of finally they get a women's rumble, and this is now a you know highlighting. Okay, these women who would have fit in in this time would have loved to have done this kind of thing, and now getting the opportunity to showcase. But they're not going to win the rumble. It's no. it's. I'm saying you know from next year on, yeah, sure thing, but same this with any the any legends though, that come
0: in, like mm. if Shane Helms came in and botched a bunch of stuff, I would have busted it he's about. been
2: wrestling. He's been in the industry. Got a,
0: his ankle is held together with a giant piece of steel. Like the yeah, man, but
2: that's still like he's been in the industry all this time that he's been away. Well, most of the time he's been away from WWE. Same as Rey Mysterio. For a lot of these women, that's not the case. Well,
0: the, for a lot of the legends that have came back in recent years, that's not the case. They come back without having wrestled for a long time.
2: I mean, I'm not I on that because generalization. Because for the men,
0: like. I'm just not down for conditional equality. This was the main event of the show. If they mess up wrestling moves, I'll say that they they looked rusty. That was the point. Like I said, I don't have an
2: issue with you bringing that up. It was just clarifying that it isn't the same as the men's rumble. This one is not the same as a men's rumble because it is the first of a women's, and it means a lot more. It it was two stories going on, basically. It was – the new roster competing for the chance to go and challenge for the belt. And also the second story of these legends coming back, honoring them for helping them get to this point.
0: Oh, I'm aware of the story and I like the story, but they messed up wrestling.
2: And that's just
0: what I was mentioning in my rundown is that these wrestlers or former wrestlers messed up wrestling moves and a wrestling match. Despite the story. I know. Well,
2: I'm on the same page with that. Now we're just going around in circles. Jeff, yeah. are you going to say something? Just
1: no, no, wow. no. I got my own show to give opinions. I don't need to do mm. this one. This this is uh, this argument has gone on long enough. Yes, it has.
0: <laughs> Jeff, where can the people find you? What do you got going on this week? Shake Dem Ropes? You, Rob was with you.
1: Yeah, we're going to do a big old show. I think we're going to go a little longer than usual because we got four nights of stuff and probably five, including NXT. Um yeah, we're going to go over everything in Philly, what we thought, what we liked, things we what we didn't like, um, things we noticed, um, and it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. I think I both of us were very very pleased with this weekend. So, it's going to be a fun one where everybody's everybody's kind of positive. We're going to have a little bit of nitpicking, much like we did at the end of this show, but overall it's going to be fun. I'm at crap game 13 you can follow the show at Shake Them Ropes. I will not have graphics for that one. <laughs>
0: Hannah, are you all getting graphics for EPW?
1: (laughs) No, no, no.
2: I will hurt whoever tries to do that. So we have uh,
0: making the graphics. I've seen your Photoshop work.
2: I know. I know when the right time and place. um, But this is not one of them, nor should it ever be. Uh, We have our first show of the year this Saturday night, uh, Hot Summers Night, so if you're in the area, come check it out. We have a bar, we have amazing wrestling, and it's going to be awesome. And then also, as I said at the end of the Royal Rumble show, we have a collaboration happening with Progress Wrestling in April. Not that I'm showing any bias whatsoever right now currently. I love them. Um, So that is also something to look forward to, and I will be plugging the hell out of over the next few months.
0: Definitely check that out, guys. Uh, Anna's always retweeting a lot of cool EPW stuff on Twitter. Check that out as well. Fightful.com, we have uh, our alternate commentary podcast dropping this weekend. Listen, your boy, on Wednesday afternoon, we have Neil Pruitt, the voice of the NWO uh, segments, producer of WCW. He'll be on the show talking about some of the things he doesn't like about WWE production these days and some cool stories about WCW uh, years past. And some of the things he went through as a producer there, he's got a podcast out as well. I encourage you all to check that out. Follow us at Fightful Online. Until next time, guys, we are out.